It's time to present Scott Dupont to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Episode 502, Big Mistake, Looking for Film Investors. Welcome back to Season 5. Today is going to be a short episode, and we're going to take a step back, a pause, if you will, and look at the big picture of fundraising and some of the big do's and big don'ts. Uh, Basically getting a 30,000-foot view looking down, because sometimes... When we get in the trenches, we're making phone calls, we're doing meetings, we're pitching, we're kind of grinding away. We get so we get so involved in it and so frustrated that we need to take a step back. So this is probably the biggest problem I see with people who never, ever get their project funded. And if they do, <laughs> they're lucky. Um, so... These are the people who are only looking for film investors. And I hear this all the time. Scott, can I, uh, can I get my project in front of your big film investors? Or where do I find film investors? Now, if you're new to the show, a disclaimer, I only discuss on this podcast and only work with clients who are doing low-budget independent films well under the $2 million range. With that said, I can't honestly think of over 25 years, more than that, if any of my investors were film investors before they became investors, if that makes sense. I can't think of a single one. The reason I bring this up is I was on the phone yesterday with a potential client and he was basically going on and on and on saying that he's only willing to talk to film investors and he's only going to approach film investors. And I told him, I honestly don't know any film investors, and there are probably not millions of them around the world. There probably are some established film investors in Hollywood uh, investing in some of the bigger budgeted independent films like five, ten, twenty million dollars with established distribution output or pickup deals, or if they have big movie stars already attached. Every, see, every single one of my films and clients I've advised on their films, I've dealt with and they've dealt with, were just regular people who became film investors. And here's the critically important point. If you prejudge who could invest in your film, especially on a lower budget indie where your minimum investment could be as low as 2500 but realistically your minimum might be 5 10000 maybe 20000 you really limit yourself to only looking for film investors who by the way probably don't know you and don't know your reputation as a filmmaker yet so by looking and chasing after film investors and these big big investors you're missing out on the 99% of the other people out there who could quickly and easily fund your movie. So here's, here's a dirty little secret that Hollywood doesn't want you to know. And many of my independent film producers don't want anyone to know either. 
but I'll be brutally honest here with, with you. Now, you may have seen John English. He now is a film investor. He wasn't when I first met him 20 years ago. Uh, he was in our documentary film, Movie Money Confidential, which, by the way, you can see free now on most of the AVOD platforms. So check it out. You might have a few commercials, but it's absolutely free. So John has invested in many of my films, I think three or four projects over the last 20 years. And I have a few other people who have invested in multiple projects, like my great buddy Charles. But most, I would say 95% of my investors don't ever invest again. Because every film involves some risk. And up until a few years ago, uh, my films have all made money. Um, but I'm always honest with my potential investors. I've never had a huge return on investment film yet. When I mean huge, I mean like three times, five times, 10 times, 20 times, you know, something like the Blair Witch Project. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about making every new movie. In addition to the fact that I love making movies, it's always the thrill and the excitement of making the next film a little bit better, a little bit higher quality, maybe getting some big names attached. And you never, ever know, uh, the sky's the limit, how much money an independent film could bring in over, over the life of the film, 20 or 30 years with those residuals that keep going and going and going and going. And that's what regular people who have never had the opportunity to invest in a film, that's one of the things that gets them so excited. And if they can get in the lowest level of your film investment for five, 10, or 20,000, there's a lot of people out there that can, that can do that. Whereas, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, or even today, if you're investing in a studio type project or a high budget independent film, your minimum investment might be a quarter of a million, half a million dollars. And there's, you know, I don't know that many people who could just write a check like that. So it's a whole different game when you're doing uh, the lower budget independent films. The other thing with the larger budget independent films, you know, the, the five, $10 independents, there may be some established film investors and executive producers who do invest in these types of films and perhaps multiple films, but they have favorable terms that prioritize them. Uh, these are the real savvy investors, and they get prioritized over all the other investors, such as a term called LIFO, last in, first out, or maybe they have a guaranteed minimum. And I've simply never played that game. I always treat all of my investors equally. Another big no-no I see all the time in the film business, in, in film business plans, and I've read hundreds of them, is, is that in the top sheet, which should be part of every single business plan, you would never want to show a potential investor a 30-page detailed line item uh, budget uh, for a couple of reasons. You're giving them a lot more information to digest and not every first-time film investor knows what to look for in a budget but a top sheet which is standard in your business plan it's just a single sheet kind of gives an overview of where you're going to be spending your budget in terms of the above the line ta talent uh your your crew 
maybe some of your um, uh, contingency fees, your insurance, all that stuff. But one of the secret ingredients that I've done in my business plan since day one and the, the flaws I see in most business plans is I don't see any real marketing money or certainly not enough marketing and PR money. And I have a formula I've successfully used on every single business plan over 25 years, even on a tiny micro-budgeted film. I'll have at least $25,000 or more. Really, $50,000 or more is ideal in the business plan. It's on my t- in my top sheet, allocated to marketing the film and promoting the film once it, once it's out there. And if you don't include this, you're probably losing a lot of potential investors. And I, I don't have time in on this episode to dive really deep into all of the marketing and publicity elements that you need, but you need to not only include this, but be studying the marketing aspects nonstop, including attending film marketing seminars, sitting in on film marketing and distribution panels at film festivals, as this is changing all the time. And one of the reasons why investors have told me in retrospect, because I asked them why they invested, is they felt confident that I understood the constantly changing distribution marketplace and included a serious, detailed marketing plan, which I could explain to them how I was going to promote the movie after completion. See, it's one thing to raise the money and then produce the film. It's a whole nother thing. And the most important thing that a lot of my potential investors want to know and what makes them feel comfortable writing a check is they want to know, um, okay, so you make the film, uh, who's going to see the film, and how are you going to get it out to audiences? Because the more you can promote and market your film to a wider, wider audience, even if it's just streaming, or you get some um, DVD sales through through some library and school systems if you're making a documentary, they want to know your plan and if you have a strategy and some money to do that. So I'm running a little bit longer. I want to try to keep these episodes in the fifth season here really short and tight. So um, we're going to take a break. I'll come back next week for episode 503, uh, where we'll pick this up and I'll get into a few more big mistakes that people make when looking for movie money. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's... There's never been a better time to make your own indie film. And if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.